0: Welcome to your monthly special bonus edition of Strong Words with Ian Strong. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and thank you so much for joining me for another volume of Shot Glass Diaries that I do here on the show, where I take one of the many shot glasses that I've used to commemorate one of the many trips that I've been fortunate enough to take so far in my life out of my display cabinet and tell the story of that trip. And today is going to be a short and sweet one. (laughs) You'll see why that's funny later on. Because I'm going to be talking about my first and only Penn State University football game inside the enormous and famous Beaver Stadium in State College, Pennsylvania with my ex-girlfriend, whom at the time was a student there. I'll tell you a little bit about my experience touring the campus, experiencing some of the college nightlife. I'll tell you what a monkey boy is and where you can still go get one and describe one of, not even one of, the most thrilling and exhilarating sporting experience of my life. So, let's take a stroll down memory lane and university drive here on Strong Words with Ian Strong in Volume 21 of... So for this edition of shot Glass Diaries, we're going to be going all the way back to 2006 when I went up to Penn State University with my then girlfriend to see the Penn State Nittany Lions play a football game against Michigan State. And this is actually one of the older shot glasses in my collection. I mean, we're talking I'm in my early 20s when I got this. And my girlfriend at the time had only spent one semester studying on the main campus up in State College, because for the majority of her time at Penn State, she actually went to the Berks County campus out towards Reading, Pennsylvania, more eastern part of the state, because she was able to stay with her grandparents at the time who lived in Sinking Spring, which is like maybe a five to ten minute drive from the campus at Berks. But in order for her to satisfy all of the classes and credits that she needed for her degree, she needed to spend one semester on campus at State College on their main campus. And at the time, Penn State is probably like a two to two and a half hour drive from where I lived. So I didn't really make it a point to spend a whole lot of time with her on campus because she was home every weekend anyway. But as her tenure on campus was coming toward a close, we thought it would be a good idea for me to come up for the weekend and spend some time, get to look at the the campus Experience some of the nightlife that she got to experience during the week, and then over the weekend, do one of the big things that people in state college do every Saturday in the fall, and that's attend a Penn State football game. Now, I had been to a couple of Penn State games prior to this trip, but I never actually went in the stadium. My ex girlfriend's, her name's Abby, I'll just refer to her as Abby for the rest of the story. Abby's entire family, pretty much extended family, especially on her mom's side, were all Penn State alums. And when football season came around, they would do a couple of times a season, they would go on an actual trip up to Beaver Stadium, but they would just tailgate outside, which is an experience in and of itself. There was just a ton of people, a ton of food, a ton of energy, a ton of fun. And I experienced that a couple of times as we went up there. And her uncle, who was also a Penn State alumnus, would always drive us up there. And he would have this big to-do just coolers and like the whole shebang, like Imagine what you see on television is your over-prepared tailgate experience, and he had that. And then as we would drive up Route 322 towards Penn State, he would play basically like the CD that you would get on campus of their marching band, the Blue Band, just playing the university's alma mater and a bunch of other songs that they played during the football games and stuff just to get himself hyped up for the game. And I, like I said, experienced that a couple of times with her and her family, but this would be the first time that we would be attending a game inside the stadium. And because she was a student, we were able to get, you know, discounted tickets and a a pretty good seat. But we had a whole weekend ahead of us. So when I got up there on Friday afternoon, she had just gotten out of class, and she decided to take me, like, on a tour of the campus. And when I say that State College Pennsylvania is the quintessential college town, I mean exactly that. There is almost nothing in this entire town that isn't in some way tied to the university. There's really only one main road, University Drive, that has all of your shops and bars and all that stuff. But as far as the campus goes, I mean, this place is massive, and it takes up almost the entire town. And we were walking around, you know, dorm buildings and classroom buildings and places that she would go while she was there on campus. And one of the places that we stopped in particular was to get some ice cream at the Penn State Creamery. Now, the Penn State Creamery, it's one of the oldest creameries in the entire country. At this point, it's almost 150 years old, and it is a ice cream lover's heaven. I mean, this place has hundreds. I mean, they're not a sponsor. I'm just saying they have hundreds of flavors of ice cream that they have in containers ranging from sizes of like Dixie cups to like half a gallon. And you can't go in there and not try like, you know, 20 or 30 different flavors and the staff there is almost as eager to serve you all these different flavors of all of their different ice creams as you are to try to taste them all. And I ended up not even getting an actual order of it. I just ended up filling up on these little Dixie Cup Cups. I mean, you have to pay for each one, but they're like super affordable and super creamy and super delicious. So then after we enjoyed ourselves some of this ice cream, she took me back to her dorm room. I got to meet her roommate and her RA and some of the friends that she had made on campus while she was there. And then we went to get ready to go to dinner. And I don't exactly remember where we went to eat that night. You'll find out later that there's pretty a pretty good reason for that. But while we were on our way there, we were just going through the shops on University Drive where you can get all types of Penn State apparel and merch and memorabilia and whatnot. And that's when I picked up my shot glass that I used to commemorate this trip, which is basically just an off-white colored shot glass kind of designed to make it look like it was made out of a piece of broken rock. And it has the trademark Nittany Lines logo on it with its blue and silver and white coloring. And like I do with every shot glass diary, I'll post a picture of it on the social media pages at Ian Strong Words. But after dinner, again, like I said, I wish I remember where we had eaten. But the reason I don't remember is because we went to one of the more popular bars in all of State College, the Saloon. And among the many reasons it's so popular, it's within walking distance of the campus. And it's where a lot of the students normally congregate, you know, to to imbibe in the spirits of college life. And on this particular night we went, there was karaoke there. And one of their major attractions is their signature drink, which they call a monkey boy, which I don't exactly remember what they put in this thing. But for like five or six bucks, they literally fill a pitcher, like a beer-sized pitcher, with liquor. Flavored liquors, you know, you can get like the reason I don't remember why I don't remember specifically what they put in it is because they have like thirty or forty different flavors you can try them and for six bucks a piece I mean they'll get you drunk they will get you up and <laughs> we we each ordered one which was a mistake right off the bat because at the time Abby was barely twenty one I was only a couple years older than her so like our drinking experience were not up to the measuring stick of drinking an entire pitcher of liquor. But I must say, for the price and for the amount of booze they put in these things and the literal cherries on top, delicious. Highly recommend. If I ever go back there, which I do intend to someday, the saloon and a monkey boy will be on my list of things to do. I mean, at this point, I haven't had a drink in almost seven years, but I guarantee I won't be going alone. And the person that I go with is going to enjoy one for me so that I can see it for myself. But... She only got about halfway through hers before she'd already tapped out. I had already finished mine, and then I finished hers as well, because I'm a glutton for punishment. But I remember at the time that I was finishing hers, somebody got up on the karaoke machine and started singing Her Gently by Tenacious D. Which, if you know me, that's a signature Awesomely Strong song. Well, it's a signature Tenacious D song that Awesomely Strong does. But what was surprising to me and entertaining to me was that The person or persons that decided to sing this song at the saloon for karaoke wasn't doing it alone. Virtually every single person in this bar, we're talking dozens if not hundreds, were singing along to this tune. And it was like the very first time that I realized just how popular Tenacious D's music is, especially with the college crowd. Because everybody knew every word was singing and having a good time, and I had a good time singing along too. And it was right around the point that that song had ended when Abby was ready to not just tap out from drinking Monkey Boy, she was ready to tap out for the evening. And I could see it in her eyes, we should probably start heading back to her dorm soon. And as we're making the approximate 10-minute walk from the saloon back to her dorm, she starts crying. She was one of those girls that when she got too drunk, she would just start babbling like a brook. And... Look, I've been there. You've probably been there. We've all been there at some point. But the worst thing ever is taking care of an inconsolable drunk person. And this situation reached its fever pitch. As we're walking up University Drive, we pass a jewelry store, which has these giant diamonds on display in this window. And she is just crying her eyes out for some reason. I mean, I'm sure it made sense to her at the time. I couldn't make out anything that she was saying. It was just all a bunch of (laughs) ring. And I did my best to try to diffuse the situation because, you know, the last thing you want to have happen is for a cop to show up and wonder why this drunk person is crying on the sidewalk and whatever. And eventually I did coerce her to get her back to her dorm room and she immediately passes out. Whew. Crisis averted. Now, she did have to wake up in the middle of the night in order to exorcise the demons, if you know what I'm saying. And But other than that, it you know was a pretty much uneventful rest of the evening, which was good, too, because she needed to be well-rested because we were going to be getting up in the morning and going to Beaver Stadium to check out the Penn State game against Michigan State. We ended up sleeping in a little bit due to our excursion the night before. And when we got up in the morning... She was under the impression that in order to get yourself a student ticket to one of the Penn State football games, you just go up to the box office in the student section, you buy your ticket there, you show your ID, and then you're good to go. But this was not the case. And unfortunately, we had to run all the way, almost like halfway across the campus to one of the buildings in which they designate for students to get their tickets so that they're not trying to get them at the stadium. And we're trying to get this done like 15 minutes before the game's supposed to start because on college football Saturdays, most games start at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So we didn't have a whole lot of time to like get ourselves together in the morning, go down to the stadium, find out that's not where we're supposed to be, run all the way to this other building, get our ticket, and then run all the way back to Beaver Stadium. Now, I bet all of you are wondering why the Penn State football team, the Nittany Lions, play in Beaver Stadium. I wondered the same thing myself, and I actually learned that Beaver Stadium is named after James A. Beaver, a former governor and former president of the university's Board of Trustees. That's why they play in Beaver Stadium. And not only is Beaver Stadium one of the most recognizable and largest stadiums in the country, it's actually the second largest stadium for college football in the entire country. It has a capacity of somewhere around 107,000 people And its record crowd was almost 111,000 people back in 2018 when Ohio State came to town. Just a massive amount of people. And this place sells out like every single Saturday for football. And then you got thousands and thousands of people just tailgating in the parking lot with Abby's uncle and all these other people that I had mentioned before. So it is a monstrous event to attend a football game in Beaver Stadium. And I got to tell you from personal experience, it is a massive event to behold and experience for yourself because you listen to the show. You know me. I've been to many concerts. I've been to many baseball games. I've been to many live events and wrestling shows and comedy clubs. I have never had an experience in a crowd as I did with these 100,000-plus fans in the stadium. Now, Penn State and Michigan State don't necessarily have like the rivalry of on the level as like a Michigan versus Ohio State or a Notre Dame versus everyone. But they do still play in the same Big Ten Conference, so there's a little bit of a rivalry there. And as we ended up taking our seats just as the game was starting, there wasn't a whole lot of places to go to sit, but because we had secured ourselves tickets in the student section, we were allowed to sit in the student section. And where we ended up sitting in the student section was literally the row behind the blue band, which that's an experience in and of itself, because not only do you get to sit amongst some of the most passionate and loudest fans in college football, but you also get to do it right behind the student band who are somehow able to play over the noise of the crowd in the stadium. Television doesn't do it justice, folks. I can't state enough just how loud, ruckus, and rowdy this crowd can be. I mean, I should have worn earplugs to this thing. I've probably done permanent damage to my hearing just going to one game at Beaver Stadium. And the game itself didn't really help that. I mean, Penn State ended up fumbling the ball like three or four times in the first half and ended up going down early, turning Happy Valley to the proverbial anxious and angry Valley. And there was a moment in the game in which the fans were ready to basically just storm the field because Michigan State's wide receiver, I don't remember his name, when they were up in the first half, comes out onto the field and just starts doing jumping jacks on the field. And the more the crowd starts to boo him the more emphatically he starts doing it. Obvious showboating. Obvious unsportsmanlike. And he was getting it heavier from the section that I was in with the rowdy students and the band more than anyone else. I don't know if you could hear it on TV. I don't even know if you could hear it on the other side of the stadium. It was so loud. But the students just start chanting, F-U-15. F-U-15. Now, instead of F, you know what they said. I can't say it here. I had to bleep it out. I'll put it to you this way. It's the first word of the song that I said earlier was the title of the Tenacious D song we sang at the saloon. But these people were not having it. They were ready to murder this guy. And he was loving every minute of it. Because Beaver Stadium was one of the more intimidating stadiums for an opposing team to play in, in any sport. Imagine that you play in any sport, and then you travel to have 100,000 plus people root against you. So obviously, he was loving it because his team was up at the time. Now, unfortunately for him, that's not how the game ended. Penn State's defense ended up taking over in the second half, and their quarterback ended up throwing two touchdowns in the second half to secure a 17-13 win for Penn State, which was great for me because, as I've said in many shot-glass diaries, nobody likes to travel to see the team that they're rooting for lose. Now, fortunately for me, I didn't have to travel very far, and Penn State ended up winning the game. And afterwards, I ended up going with Abby to the little statue of the Nittany Lion that they have on campus. It took some pictures of her there, which anybody who's ever been to Penn State as a student has that picture. And overall, it was a great trip. I mean, even though it's been 15 years since I've been there, I'm still a Penn State fan simply because of that. I'm a Braves fan from Pennsylvania, even though they're in Atlanta. I'm a Colts fan, even though they're in Indianapolis and I'm in Pennsylvania. And while Penn State is like the only team in which I join my local community and throwing my support towards, it's mainly due to my experience of being at Beaver Stadium and being a part of that crowd and experiencing that game for myself. Because, like I said, it is unlike any other sports experience that I have ever had. And I've had plenty. I've documented many of them here on glass Diaries. And I got this shot glass from Penn State to prove it. If you listen to this show regularly, and I hope you do, Then over the past couple of months, you've heard me mention how much my quality of sleep has improved since I started using Rolling Acres CBD and CBG products before I go to bed. Rolling Acres sits on 105 gorgeous pesticide-free acres in my hometown of Carlisle, Pennsylvania, where they grow their high-quality hemp to produce the best-tasting CBD and CBG that you'll find on the market by making it in a state-of-the-art lab right on the farm before it only leaves to be third-party tested for both quality and potency. I'm sure by now, you've probably heard of CBD but may still have questions. And if you're like me, you'd never even heard of CBG before I started using it. So if you visit rolling-acre.com, you can learn more about the farm, the benefits of using CBD and CBG like friend of the show Nate Blazer does for his gluten allergy, and shop their selection of 1000 milligram full-spectrum CBD and CBG tinctures. And when you're ready to try it for yourself, you can use the promo code StrongWords at checkout to receive $10 off your next purchase. They even have two flavors that your dogs, cats, and horses will love. So, again, go to rolling use the promo code STRONGWORDS at checkout, and receive $10 off your next order. It's available to ship in all 48 CBD and CBG legal states, so what are you waiting for? Go to rolling today, or find them on social media at rollingacre. So, I hope you enjoyed this volume of Shot Glass Diaries here on Strong Words with and Strong. As always, if you'd like to see a photo of the shot glass from this trip or photos from the trip itself, you can find them on my social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IanStrongWords. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email strongwordspodcast at gmail.com. If you could take the minute or two after the show to like, follow, subscribe, write a review, leave a rating, and or share my social media posts, you have my sincere gratitude as it is the strongest and easiest way to support the show and spread the strong words. That'll do it for another episode of the show, but come back next week as I'll be doubling up on the Shot Glass Diaries and doing a featured episode for Volume 22 because I'm going to be having the best man from my wedding, one of my best friends that I've ever and will ever have, Mike Cook, join me as we talk about some of the times we balled out in his hometown of Baltimore. And by ball out, I mean going to the NFL wildcard game in 2013, catching a few Orioles games in Camden Yards, and tell the story of his bachelor party, which you do not want to miss. I know I say that a lot, but you don't want to miss that one. So check that out next week as I bring Cook on the show to ball out in Baltimore. But in the meantime, as I say every episode, stay safe out there. Spend a little time every day doing something that you love. And if you got something to say, keep your word strong. How strong? and strong STRONG WORDS